Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 66, A Heart to Heart, Is It New? Thank you so much for joining me today. You can go to wideopenspaceswithelise.com, to my website, Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Pop those earbuds in. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcasts. This podcast evolved out of a global pandemic. When everyone was quarantined in the beginning of COVID, my podcast evolved. Using my therapy skills and my journalism skills from the University of Florida, I created Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I felt this was a way for me to express what I was going through and connect to so many people that I knew would be going through the same things that I was experiencing. Because let's be realistic, None of us have ever been through a global pandemic before. So, Happy New Year. This is Season 2, Episode 66, like I mentioned. And I'm just going to have a little heart-to-heart with you. I decided to add this new component to my podcast in the new year as one of my New Year goals. I talked about New Year's intentions, not resolutions, so that you didn't feel so bogged down with it, like those resolutions were a chore. Something you're intending to do seems to send a message to the brain that it's a little less pressure. So I'd like to say New Year's intentions. And one of my personal intentions for my business of Wide Open Spaces with Elise was to create a special part sometimes where I would have a heart-to-heart with my listeners. And since it is the new year, I'd like to do this heart-to-heart today. Titled, Is It New? I know when a new year comes, just from people that I know in my personal life, that there's this sense of everything's going to be washed away from the past year. It's a new, it's a fresh start. But is it really a fresh start? I think because as a society and a world, we all celebrate New Year's across this globe, that we all have that thought process kind of drilled into us. I mean, even in movies and books you read and articles you read and even on the news, it's like Happy New Year and let's have a better New Year than last year. And there's so many expectations. But what happens if those expectations don't come to fruition? What does it do to our mental health? and our mental stability? And I think it's a really good question on how the pressure of starting anew in 2022 affects some of us emotionally, our health, physically, and mentally. It's not a topic that's talked about very often amongst friends and family. You just kind of say, Happy New Year, blow your horns, scream out loud, cheers, and the new year begins. And I did all of those things this year. My normal low-key New Year's, we're very low-key in this family. We have our traditions. Um, We order from Lou Malnati's Chicago Pizza. It's delivered all the way to here to South Florida. And every New Year's Eve, my family has that pizza. And it's our tradition. And it's just a warm, cozy time. 
And then as I, you know, we had this meal and we're all sitting there watching whatever we choose, the different New Year shows that are on TV, you start to feel that pressure as it gets closer to midnight. Oh, how am I supposed to act? I have to yell whoopee and toast and be excited like it's this brand new, fresh thing that's going to happen to all of our lives. And as they start to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Happy New Year! It's supposed to be this jubilation and this excitement. And for me, there was a component of that. Um, it was a closing on a year that my father passed away. So there was, I guess, a book closing with that. So there was a little sadness to that. And looking forward to a new year, what the seasons bring and the holidays bring and traveling and trying to get back to some kind of normal with COVID. Because let's face it, it's around, it's still around. So I want to live my life as normal as possible. I still will wear a mask. I'm all vaccinated. My hands are so dry from antibacterial disinfectants. But I want to go on my trips again. I've talked about how I'm an avid traveler and I want to do my trips, so I'm planning my trips. They'll be a little different. They'll look a little different. But I've gotten to the point that I've adapted to my comfort zone and it's time to move on with these restrictions. But to move on, not to stand still and to feel paralyzed that you're going to catch COVID and it keeps changing, and this new variant spreading. I mean, I can't even count how many people I know who tested positive for COVID. So I set my intentions. The new year rang in. And here's the first week of the new year. And it's been a shitty week. I hope all of you have had a great week. I've had a shitty week. So there went that notion right away of, fresh and anew and I realized okay I can let it get to me that I didn't even have a week where things felt fresh and new and moving into the future and I could wallow in it and I could let my anxiety take over me it's a choice you have to make Yes, even us therapists suffer from anxiety. We have bad days. We have issues in our lives. Nobody is perfect. I know the skills that I can give you to help you through difficult times. And I wouldn't be a good therapist or a good podcaster about mental health if I didn't utilize those skills myself. So I do practice what I preach. And I've been getting through this week. And I also learned something new. That as I've gotten older, sometimes things just stay in a place that can be very stressful and anxiety provoking. That can affect our health. 
it's very hard to control outside um, influences and stimulus. And so I've started to move, I guess, from that idea, that younger idea of everything's going to, once I get past this, everything's going to be great. And then new things happen. And that's not bad. It's life. What it is, it's reality. And when you're a younger person, everything does seem like it'll change quickly and it won't last forever. But as you get older, you see start to see patterns and people in your life who are suffering and things they're going through. And it's just never going to be perfect. And that comes with wisdom and age. And though it stinks to have to look at yourself in the mirror and see yourself changing with age, with age comes a lot of insight and a lot of life skills that you learn to help you cope. And so if I didn't have those skills coming into this week of the new year, thinking it was going to be all fresh and new, I probably could have fallen apart with all of the stressors and the sadness and the things that have happened this week in my life. And so I added a new intention after the new year. We can always create intentions in our life. That's the beauty of it. It doesn't always have to just be at that New Year's Eve intention, resolution, whatever you want to call it, goals. And so I decided that my intention was to lay that old thought process to bed. That once I get through this hard time, things will be better. And then when they're not, you get thrown off. So my new intention is to realize that life is a bumpy road. And I always knew that. But I'm really internalizing that now. It's a bumpy road. And that's what all these coping skills are for that I talk about in all my many podcasts. To get us through with the unexpected, the not as planned, the not the way we wanted it to go. Because if we're able to cope, our mental health stays, excuse me, our mental health stays stable. We stay stable. We stay productive and active in our community, in our lives, and in our world. And so it's not sad in this aging process to come to terms with things aren't just always going to be perfect. But I can't let that bring my life down. As a therapist, it's really hard You see so many things and you hear so many things with your clients that you talk to throughout the years when I worked in inpatient and their heartfelt stories and the traumas they've been through and the losses they've been through and the difficulties and the mental illness that they may have been born with. And you hear all these things and you listen, you validate, and you help as a therapist. But when these things happen in your own internal world, even though there's thing, these things may be things that I've talked about with patients for years, 
when something drastic happens in your own world, it, it boggles the mind. And my mind has really been boggled this week. I've been boggled with seeing a friend who is struggling terribly. And things just aren't getting better for them. And it, accepting it and identifying how can I be just a friend to that person and be a support system to be there for them because that's what friends do. And so it's a challenge to think, how can I accomplish this? How can I be there for that person? Because ultimately, friendships are a two-way stream. You give and you get. The friendships that don't work is because you don't give or you don't get. They're either someone who just sucks the life out of you, takes, 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 but isn't there for you when you are going through a hard time. You are always the giver. They're the taker. And some of you out there may be the takers who are listening. And that's a lesson to be learned, that if you've lost friendships because it's mostly about you and it not a two-way street, you're taking more from the friendship than you're giving, then there's some self-evaluation that needs to be done so that when you do meet somebody in the future that you really want to be in your life, that you work on that give and take. It's not easy. I find myself in conversation sometimes, and I'm talking about myself, and then I say to myself, now stop, take a breath and ask your friend, how are they doing? And so it does take work. It is a conscious effort. So if you are struggling with friendships in this new year, think about why the friendship is struggling. Think about it as if you're looking in from outside at you and your friend together and the dynamics. And why isn't it working? And be true to yourself. Don't make it all about them. Look with inside to see why this friendship that means so much to you isn't working. And maybe with a little self-evaluation, that friendship can start to work and move forward in a give-and-take manner. And other things I've witnessed this week are teenagers being teenagers. And realizing for myself, I'm way too trusting, unfortunately. And I like to see the good in everybody. But there are just some who lash out, who don't know how to express themselves appropriately, who use harsh words, who use mean actions, who become bullies. And so to see this amongst teenagers, we see it in movies all the time, TV all the time, and you watch the bully and the person being bullied, and you just feel for that person being bullied. Now, for me as a therapist watching those movies, 
I would, of course, feel for the person who is being bullied, but I would try to figure out why is that person even a bully to begin with? Because we all have conflicts and we all have disagreements with friends. And it's all about how we handle it. Do we yell at them? Do we threaten them? Do we say negative comments to them? Do we put them down? How do you handle a situation where a friendship is falling apart? How do you handle when a friend says, I don't want to be your friend anymore? That I feel that this relationship is not healthy for me. Do you question which you should and ask why they don't feel that this relationship is healthy? But do you listen and do you honor the fact that that person no longer wants to be friends with you? And if you do, then you're in a healthy mental state of mind because you're able to listen. You may be hurt. You may be devastated. You don't want to lose this friendship. But if in any hopes that this friendship would ever come back to you, you have to honor that this person is saying, I need space. This friendship at this moment in time is not healthy for me. And if you listen, and if you take it in and absorb it, that friendship may come back to you. But on the other hand, are you the person who naturally your feelings are hurt? But your feelings are so hurt that you spin out of control. And you start to become that term, a bully. Whether you think you're right or wrong, you could think you're 100% right. But to bully is never okay. It's never okay. Even if the other person that you're bullying, you feel has done things wrong, it's never okay. It's not a healthy, appropriate way to express yourself. And odds are that friendship will never come back because the damage has been done. So you have these friendships and you try to navigate them. And there's ups and there's downs in friendships and agreements and disagreements. And I guess my intention for you, which evolved out of my own personal experiences this week, watching someone be a bully, because someone no longer wanted to socialize with them. And how this person reacted in a way that unfortunately will never be able to mend that friendship. It just will never be because the damage is done. So the point through my own experiences my intentions for you are, if you have those friendships that you value, that are important to you, but they're feeling a little rocky, you're feeling a little at ease, you're getting a weird vibe for them that they're avoiding you and, and they don't want to spend time with you, 
Don't get on the defensive. Make a meeting. Talk about it. One to one. Listen and talk and then listen again and talk. And the one main point is you don't have to agree with what they're saying. The old adage, we can agree to disagree, but you can keep it that your friendship still remains because they're your friend because they're important to you. And the person who works it out and listens and may have to walk away for a while because their friend is saying, I need space, you're being a good friend still by giving them that space. We all act emotionally. And if you are that person who, again, feels hurt the same way but lashes out, think about it next time before you lash out. Maybe reminisce about the good times you've had with that person so that you can feel it in your heart that you don't want to lose it. But you know if you lash out, the odds are that person will not come back to you. And it is sad when you've spent time together, years together, memories together, going through major life experiences together. Those friendships shouldn't have to end if a friend needs space, if a friend doesn't agree with you, if a friend doesn't like the way you're handling things. That's the beauty of us all being individuals. And when we can't handle it appropriately, maybe that's the time to take a deep breath and say to that other person, I need to think about this. Can we talk at another time? Because right now I'm having a hard time really hearing what you're saying to me. So this is about you out there, about your communication skills. How can you improve them? How can you be supportive to the friend who's struggling? How can you be the one who gives and takes in a relationship? And how next time when there is a difficulty, something going on between you and a friend or a group of friends, how can you handle it next time so that it doesn't lead to the end of a friendship, so that it doesn't lead to saying things you can never take back, or even turning people against friends, family, Think next time, how important is that relationship to you before you blow it up? We're all human and we all make mistakes and we've all struggled. We've all been teenagers. One time in our life, I'm assuming not much younger is listening to me other than from teenage years up. So if you are a teenager right now, think about it. You know what I'm talking about. You all have been there. I was there when I was a teenager. I was bullied. They made fun of my body shape. It hurt my feelings. For me at that time, I didn't really have the skills how to deal with it. So I remained quiet and just kept the pain inside. 
that's not how we should live our lives, especially in today's world of being a teenager. We have so many more resources out there to help you through difficult times, people to help you learn coping skills, how to work through your stress and your fear and your anger and your anxiety. So if you are a teenager out there struggling with how you're communicating or the loss of friendships or not fitting in with groups, reach out. There's so many resources. The internet can be awful with horrible things that you can see as a teenager, but there's also a lot of helpful things out there. Or reach out to your parents and say, I'd like to talk to a professional. I'm struggling. You can tell your parents everything you're going through, but they're still invested in you in a different way than a therapist would be. A therapist can remain your therapist and focus just on you and your needs. And they listen to you and they hear you 100%. This is not just for teenagers. This is any time, anywhere in your life. Going to someone to talk about your feelings or how you're not handling things well and it's starting to take an emotional, mental, physical toll on you is not a sign of weakness. It's really a sign of strength to say, I need help. Needing help doesn't mean help, you're sick, you need a hospital, you need to go on to, into a psychiatric unit. It doesn't mean that. It means I need help. I'm struggling here a little bit. And I just need someone to help me see things clearly, give me skills to use, and to guide me in the right direction. So if you're out there struggling from teen to your ripe old golden years. It's okay to get help. And it's always okay to keep evolving and learning. I learned so much this week, even though it was a quote-unquote shitty week. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about my family and my friends. And I learned a lot about myself just within this first week of is it a new year? You know what? Whether it's a new year or not, every day and every week is important. And there will be the ups and there will be the downs. I know you know what I'm talking about. It's how are you going to work through those ups and downs so that when the good times come and there is a little smooth sailing, you can really enjoy it and really feel the excitement of the calmness. And things are kind of going okay right now. So, it's a new year. But it's not a new you. And so, we're all a work in progress. So continue your work. Continue to evolve. We don't need to be new. We just need to evolve into the future. Don't beat yourself up for the mistakes. Don't beat yourself up if you've hurt someone's feelings or you haven't handled a situation properly. It's how you handle it from this point on that means you're evolving and you're growing and not staying stuck. Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 66, Heart to Heart, Is It New? with Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world 
And until next week, my friends, ciao.